Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Today on the show, I talk with Jason Yormark of Socialistics.com. He is a B2B social media marketing agency, and he shares with us what's working today on the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn platforms. There's still tons of opportunities to get your brand out and to get leads to your business through the social platforms. Welcome, welcome. This is Pia Larson with the Make Your Marketing Podcast. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Jason Yormark of Socialistics. Love that name, Jason. That's awesome. So we're going to talk everything social today. And uh, first off, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Look forward to the conversation. Yeah. Fellow Puget Sound uh, resident in my neighborhood, in my hood. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. First off, I got to know, because my son is in the military, do you do social media for the Air Force? We did. They were a client of ours for um, about six to eight months. It was interesting. They came to us because they were frustrated with the agency they were working with. And government is tough because they have all these rules. And with them, we literally could only work with them for a set period of time without having to kind of go through a lot of government bureaucracy. So yeah. uh, we worked on a six-month contract with them to manage their social media on the Pacific Coast uh, to help drive um, folks that are interested in a military career, You know, kind of driving them to the Air Force. So ton- we had a tremendous amount of success, really awesome experience. I'm hoping to work with them again. But uh, you know, like I said, it was, it was short-lived just because they have these rules where if you don't go through these certain steps that they can only actually work with a certain business for a set period of time. But uh, yeah, we had an awesome experience with them. Yeah, I just was wondering out loud, well, yeah. what would that be like to work with them? It was great. I mean, <laughs> we delivered killer. Res- yeah, we delivered killer results and had a really great. It was. Aw- I mean, I took a lot of pride in that. And look, I'm going to yeah. brag about that until the end of time, just because of yeah, the should. pride that we took in the work that we did and who we did it for. Yeah, you should. So, tell us what you do to help your clients move the needle. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we. I mean, a lot of agencies say this, but we, I mean, we mean it. We're, we're, we're a results oriented agency. Like, um, you know, we, most of our clients are month to month. So we have to deliver results or they'll oh, leave. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. And, uh, so it's really about, you know, navigating social in a way that actually drives leads, sales, you know, customers, you know, not so much vanity metrics, although that plays a part too. We have a lot of clients that yeah. come to us and say, hey, we want to build our brand. We want to build our community, our audience. So, you know that for us, that's easy. Where the where the real work comes in is how do you do social media in a way that actually moves the needle for getting people to do 
what it is that you want them to do, which is typically buy this thing or fill out this form and uh, contact us for more information, things of that nature. So everything we do is really designed around that. And, uh, you know, we need to make sure that clients have realistic budgets and realistic expectations, that they actually have a product or service that people want or need or differentiates. You know, I always say, you know, great marketing doesn't fix bad products or services. So, yeah. you know, we'll say no to, to folks if, if something's out of whack. Like if the product is, you know, a Me Too product or their website isn't where it needs to be, that's when we reach out to folks like you to help with things like those sorts of things uh, to make sure that they get their house in order before yeah. they're spending money and in, in inviting people into it. So, yeah. So um, here's the conversation that I always have with prospects. Mm-hmm. I want to do social for my business. Mm-hmm. I just need someone to post something yep. four times a week on Instagram and Facebook. No, I don't want to use ads because ads don't work. Yep. And I don't know really who my client is. It's, it's every small business and I need results in three months. Does that sound familiar? Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's what we call checkbox marketing that just, they just want to know that it's getting done and they can check that box and move on. And my, if somebody approaches me in that way, that that's a, that's not going to be a good fit, you know, because they're kind of already coming in with preconceived notions and expectations. We want to work with people that realize they don't know what they're doing when it comes to it. They have the resources to do it. Well, they know that they need, that it's an opportunity and they just need the right partner to help navigate that for them. So you really need yeah, to I vet think, clients out that way. Yeah. And I think the problem is they, they think it's, well, it's social. Like why can't people do it? You know, it's it, you know, like Facebook's given you the tools and the ads manager. Why can't you figure it out? But honestly, if you're not in it every day and you're not, you know, tweaking things to make it work, there's the outcome's not going to be the same. Yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. So what platforms are you hot on right now? I guess it depends on the industry and and what you're selling, but you know, with the new platforms like TikTok and Clubhouse, Mm -hmm. do you, do you talk to your clients about those or do you focus mainly on Facebook, LinkedIn? Most Most of the clients that we work with, we're, we're, we're dealing with the big four, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I mean, they're, these are, these are much more mature if that's even a word, uh, mature, <laughs> uh, more mature uh, platforms that have ad platforms that, again, are a little bit more sophisticated and, and have uh, just provide a little bit more predictability for our for our clients. You know, the TikToks and the clubhouses and the Snapchats of the world, we, a lot of the businesses that we work on aren't super youth oriented. I mean, we can, yeah. we can navigate any channel for a client, but ultimately what it typically comes down to, most of the clients that we work, we're not working with you know, the Microsofts and the Amazons of the world yet. So, you know, we're dealing with businesses that have to prioritize their spend. So yeah. I always say it's it's better to be great at less than av- average at everything, you know? So I, right. I, I never recommend our clients take what resources they have and spread them out too thin across everything just to be on there. It's like, no, what are your goals and objectives? What, are, you know, how do you define su- success? How much do we have to work with here? And then nine times out of 10, that means, okay, well, we're going to focus on Facebook's ad platform, or we're going to focus on LinkedIn, because this is where we think we can create the most momentum for you. That's going to build confidence and and momentum that you're going to want to spend more on. You, know, you need to see ROI. You need to kind of see some things happen before you maybe invest more in, in other areas. So not to mention, you know, for all the things that Facebook isn't and the things that people hate about it, the fact of the matter is... Their their ad platform is is the most 
in my opinion, sophisticated, affordable, targetable platform. It's the low-hanging fruit. And for a lot of our clients, yeah. that's where we start to show confidence. We have to build trust with them. And that's just a place that allows us to kind of create some of that momentum that they can kind of see, oh, maybe maybe this can work. Maybe this is a really viable investment for us in our marketing strategy. So we'll start there and then kind of permeate to other platforms if it makes sense for them. Yeah. And you specialize working with B2B, right? Which is very we different say, than B2C. You know, it's interesting. We say that like I look, I've been told time and time again, you got a niche, you got a niche, you got to pick a niche. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah. And we're not, we, we took a different approach. We, we went the specialization, right? We're not going to be a general marketing agency. We're just going to focus on social media. And I, and I feel like that has worked for us. I tried to take it a step further by kind of positioning ourselves as B2B because I've had personally a lot of experience in B2B marketing. And that was just kind of my way to kind of further specialize ourselves. But what I found is our name and our visibility just kind of lends itself to attracting B2C clients as well. And so yeah. we do both. I would say it's about a 60-40 split and we don't turn away B2C opportunities because in, in my opinion, it's very difficult to go from B2C to B2B. B2B is a, a much, it's a longer life cycle. You're dealing with right. uh, you know higher ticket service-based companies typically that the decision t takes place over the course of anywhere from three to 18 months. So your social media strategy is very different in that. And it takes a really sophisticated level of experience and intellectual horsepower to really hit, be able to navigate that the right way. So we find that starting there and then then doing B2C is, is easier for us because in typically in a B2C environment, you know, oftentimes it's a point and click product. So that, that's just us. I'm not saying that there isn't sophistication with B2C social media management. Um, we just find that it's harder to go the other way around. So we, we do both. It just depends on whether a client's a good fit for us. So what got you into this? What was what was the, the light bulb moment where you're like, okay, I can see myself doing this for a really long time? Well, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I'm actually writing a book right now called uh, The Anti-Agency, How I Built you know, a Million Dollar Business Differently. And I've always wanted to do my own thing, but my life journey has been very different. You know, I'm 47 years old and it was, you know, I launched this business three years ago. So I, I, you know, my, my time was much later in life and that yeah. was just because of my, my personal journey. You know, I just, you know, I didn't have the ability to take on the risk and I wasn't ready until then to get it right. And but I always knew I wanted to do my own thing. I never felt like I fit, you know, in that traditional nine to five culture, like sitting behind a desk, sitting in traffic for four hours, being in eight meetings a day, just all of that just got in the way of mm -hmm. me wanting to like create and do things and build things. So I knew it was always in me, um, but it was always just, you know, I had to wait for the right time. And when my kids were a little bit older and I could take a little bit of risk, you know, I didn't have any startup funds. Like I had to, you know, grind for everything and, I just had to wait till I reached a point in my life where it made sense, and uh, and it did. And then I took the leap. Well, that's and motivating for our older uh, listeners because sure. I know um, people just like you are just ready for the next chapter, right? You yeah. know, and and the nice thing too is you know who you want to work with. You yeah. you you know exactly who you want to help. Yeah. Do you think it's too crowded? I mean, you know, let's just say I'm, you know, I know that I need to do Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads, mm -hmm. and I know they work, but the, the you know the the number one concern 
is that there's not enough space anymore. It's too loud and my voice won't be heard. What do you um, say to that? No, I mean, from a client perspective, no. I mean, I think if you've got a really great product or service and you have somebody that you're working with that's very talented and knows how to navigate this arena, then absolutely not. I mean, it, it's, it's it's so funny and interesting to me. So many people are kind of up in arms about the whole, you know, how ads are super targeted. Is my phone listening to me? And kind of <laughs> people are kind of creeped out. And I, and I get it. But at the same time, yeah. I, I push back and I say, well, well look, you're always going to be marketed to. You're not going to avoid yeah. that. You know, what would yeah. you rather? Advertising that is not targeted for you. And then exactly. you're getting all of these messages that don't relate to you. Or getting stuff that actually you care about, like, hey, this is yeah. actually. Interesting. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been on Instagram, like, and I and I bought things. I'm like, hey, this is kind of cool. Or hey, I was looking at this. Now it gets a little ridiculous. Like I'll look at like some, like I'll look at, you know, shoes or something or something for my wife, and then I'll see ads for the next two weeks for that. So yeah. it's like, oh yeah. god. But honestly, I I like getting things that are more geared to what makes sense for me or what I am interested at any given time. So it's I very effective. And no, I don't think that there it's too, I mean, I think there's a ton of marketing agencies and that's, there's too much of those. Uh, we always small, ruin it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, if you're a good one, then, you know, you'll, you'll rise above the tide, but you know, there's a lot of pretenders and a lot of what we do is, you know, we have a lot of clients that come to us saying we had a bad experience and we have to kind of talk them off the ledge. So to me, yeah. that's where it's overcrowded. But in terms of the, the opportunities, there's never been a better time in the history of human beings where you can start a business or run a business or be, a, you know, that you have the world is your oyster. You've got these platforms that you can leverage. Like back in the day in the 80s or, you know, you had to put on a, you'd have to do a TV commercial or a radio ad or a billboard and you couldn't measure that and it was cost prohibitive. And now- you know, with, you know, a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks, you can put yourself out there and start a business and create momentum and do your own thing more, more so than ever before. And you can, you can use the feedback and yeah. the data to, to switch on a dime. It's, of course. it's awesome. For sure. Yeah. So let's switch over to um, LinkedIn because mm -hmm. I know that in the past, LinkedIn ads have gotten a bad rap. Have mm -hmm. they gotten better? Are they a viable option for businesses? So LinkedIn is an incredible platform in terms of uh, the audience and what they've built, especially B2B businesses, uh, service-based businesses. I mean, it's a tremendous audience because it's kind of, you know, when you look at Facebook, there's a lot of noise there, a lot of the politics yeah. and a lot of the stuff that people hate. But, you know, LinkedIn's much more professional and much more targeted and just a professional environment. Now, that's the good thing. The bad thing is it is prohibitively expensive for most businesses. Mm. Um, we've just found that if you're not willing to spend at least, you know, three to 5,000 at minimum just on LinkedIn, you're not going to move the needle too significantly. It's just really expensive. And they, it is because of, it's just a, a higher quality audience. So right. I do, I, I you know, I, I think they're doing themselves a little bit of a disservice by it being as expensive as it is. Cause I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in the small business space to kind of get them, you know, in there and, and using that. But a lot of times our clients are, you know, their, their ad spend is, you know, we have, we have ad spends that are 10,000, 50,000, like we get those, but a lot, most of them are less than $10,000. So they, they have yeah. to be selective on how they spend that money. And it's just, we find that we can move the needle for them more significantly through Facebook and through Instagram than through LinkedIn. So it's pretty cross cost prohibitive. If you don't have, you know, between a five to 10 K ad budget all in, 
then mm. you're probably not going to move the needle too much there. And you're better served by kind of one-to-one engagement, you know, using like LinkedIn sales navigator and building targeted lists of folks and, and doing some, some customized personalized outreach, I think is a much more cost-effective, you know, way of doing things. Yeah, I agree with that. On the Facebook side of things, do you work with your clients on, you mentioned community. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is that to a brand? And when you say community, is that like groups or memberships? Can yeah. you talk to me a little bit about that? You, usually for us, it's um, it's brand building. Um, again, you know, when you're working B2B, most people aren't, you know, super passionate. About, <laughs> you know, they're not building community. Like if they're a technology company or so, I mean, most, it's not it's just not the sexiest thing in the world. Like people aren't like, Oh, like leaving comments and stuff. So really for them, it's about just, um, you know, building a community that they can remarket to, you know, folks that are, have a vested interest in what they do. And so, you know, in, in that sense, it's really just, that's why the ad platforms, you know, Facebook ads is so powerful for us because that allows us to build a really targeted audience for our clients that then, you know, when we look at our ad strats, like awareness, consideration, conversion. So we're basically introducing the brand. Then those that have interacted with that content or gone to the website, we retarget and kind of continue that journey with them. And then ultimately, you know, push them into a buying state, whether it's, you know, in this case, usually, you know, give us your information and we'll follow up with you uh, kind of situation. So for us, that's, that's really where that makes sense. We don't work with a tremendous amount of high um high brand like like the cokes and the taco bells of the world or or brands that people have an emotional attachment to so you see a lot more engagement mm-hmm. i've i've argued and talked about how i feel we are more of a i think the shift in audience is is more of a consumption than engagement audience like like myself like i look at a ton of stuff but i don't leave comments i don't share things i'm busy so i think there's yeah. a really high percentage of people that see things that don't interact with it. Um, so we really take it that with a grain of salt in terms of when we measure engagement for clients. That's why we focus on things like are people actually, you know, are you getting leads? Are you getting customers? Are you getting sales? And and not relying so heavily on engagement and on, on engagement. But you know, if you're a if you're a high profile B2C brand where you're selling, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 dollar products, people are buying, then yeah, that makes sense to kind of build a little bit more community and look at comments and shares and things of that nature. But um have you found one particular type of media that's working better today? Uh, video, live, anything? With, yeah, anything with movement. I mean, you okay. know, video. Video is super interesting, right? Because it's like our clients, you know, they want to do video, but you know, especially in a vert, like a lot of agencies are virtual now. So to to capture yeah. video, it's it's hard to unless you're on site. So we do a lot of motion graphics, you know, taking photos or, or clips of things and and piecing yeah. them together to kind of create movement. It's really less. You know, you don't have to feel like you have to have this super buttoned up video all the time. It's just no. Let's let's capture some things and let's create some some visual movement. That's what captures people's attention. So uh, we found a real good mix of like you know, give give us your raw materials, and we'll create some really cool stuff that just has some movement that we can put, you know, onto Facebook and Instagram that creates draws people in. Um, and yeah. obviously, there's substance to it. So we find a lot of success. Um, with those sorts of uh, pieces of content. Is there a brand that you're working with right now that's just just nailing it that that you really enjoy working with and and can see a lot of success? Oh man. Um 
Yeah. All I mean, of them, I, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not not all of them. You know, it's interesting. There's one that stands out. This isn't our biggest client. So we have a client called Schmitty Snuff, and it is an alternative tobacco, tobacco uh, product. Yeah. And they, it, there's no tobacco in it. It's um, it, they've got a version that has CBD in it, but it's it's all natural and it's actually designed huh. to get people off of the stuff that create like that gives you cancer. So it's yeah. really incredible cause. The product is unbelievable. We worked with them about a year ago for a couple months, and then they had some snafus operationally and kind of went away. They came back a couple months ago, ready to go, and they have such an amazing product. And the problem is CBD. You can't use like. It's a really gray area right now with social media advertising with CBD, but we've somehow gotten it to work and we started to put ads out and within literally within a month or two, it's blowing up like they're because their product is amazing. Like, and so yeah. it makes it easier for us. But the fact that we've been able to figure out how to craft their story and not kind of raise the Facebook red flags on CBD, which by the way, is really dumb. You know, like a year or two from now, it's going to be a free for all because they're going to open up the gates for that. Um, I totally but, agree. But we've really, we've moved the needle for them. And I mean, the, the client's a sweetheart, you know, it's like this, you know, she just invented this thing and put it on it just, it's just so rewarding to work for a situation like that, where they're good people, they have an amazing product and they just need help. And I'm just yeah. thrilled that we're able to have figured out how to navigate the platforms to kind of, to, to advertise and get their product out there because people are really responding to it. So th that's the, that's the magic scenario is when we have situations like that. And what are they called again? What's the product? Schmitty's Snuff. Schmitty's? I love Snuff. the name. Schmitty's Snuff. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're based out of here. They're based out of uh, our oh, area. Oh, that's great. So, that's great. Um, I'll have to check yeah. them out. It's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's anybody that has done. Um, I can't even because I've never used it. It's basically you know mouth based tobacco, but it's not. It's yeah. not tobacco. It's like good for you. And the CBD thing has yeah. got good health benefits. It's like, and I guess it's that's like amazing. the closest thing to the real thing. So that's why anytime they get customers, are like, they just keep buying and buying because it's so incredible. So I love that. You know, when somebody has that's a disruptive amazing. product, that's like my yeah. favorite scenario. Yeah. Well, I can tell you're passionate about them. Yeah. Um, no, they're awesome. Can you? What are some misconceptions that you are hearing out there about social media marketing? Oh, man, where do I begin? Well, I, you know, I get a lot of, I get, you know, intro calls with companies that just feel like it's, you know, they, they it's like they know they need to do it, but they're not convinced that it's actually going to move the needle in, on their mm. business. You know, you get the folks that say ads don't work, which is a myth. You get a lot of personal opinions and that's, that's, mm -hmm. I always, I get like, I'll get a business leader on the phone. I'm like, oh, I hate Facebook. So we, we shouldn't do yeah. Facebook. And I'm like, well, it's not about you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Your personal opinion aside, like that shouldn't be dictating what you do as a business. So I sometimes I have to kind of talk people off the ledge and then they'll be like, well, you know, my, like in a B2B environment, my company, my customers or clients, they're not, you know, they're not looking for us on Facebook. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, nobody typically goes to Facebook to look for a product or a service, but I can right. guarantee you the majority of them are on there. So if they go to your website or if they spend time with your brand and we can retarget and put some advertising in front of them, it's the casual environment that they're in. They're in, they're out, they're watching TV. They've got their yep. second screen. They're scrolling through their phone or their iPad during the commercial break. They see an ad from you. Oh, that's right. I was on their website. I was thinking it's that touch point. It's the it's the yeah. culmination of all of those touch points that get them moving through your buyer life cycle. So yeah, they're not looking for you there, but that's where billions of people are spending like hours a day 
you know, so yeah. of course you want to have your stuff there regularly. Yeah. And then Go they, ahead. and then they get it and then they get it. Yeah. I imagine they ask, you ask them, well, when's the last time you bought a product off social media or, you know, giving them that example when putting them in the consumer's shoes yeah. um, is really helpful. Yeah. I'd love to touch on how social media supports SEO um, sure. because I know there's there's this thing where it's like one or the other and I don't agree mm -hmm. you might disagree with me yeah. but I think they they support each other so if for you're sure. doing SEO search engine optimization for those who don't know what SEO is um, and social media marketing yeah no they go hand in hand I mean ultimately you want to be doing both you know search and social play together uh, you know social media creates search signals so it's the sum of what you do over an extended period of time that's going to get you more search visibility. Um, I, I definitely don't think it's a one or the other. I mean, look, there are certain businesses that have to make tough decisions around how they how they invest and how they market themselves. So you might have to prioritize one a little bit more over the other, but that really just depends on your business. You know, if you're yeah. a point and click product, if you're a product that really lends it, like people are constantly searching for. Then yeah, you might want to invest more heavily in search. Um, but if you're like a B two B business and it's have you have a longer life cycle, um, and you need to kind of build your brand over time, you know, I think that you know social media. Could, you could argue that social media makes sense because you're not looking for people to like immediately buy from you. So you want to nurture those relationships. So you want to connect with them, you know, on a, on a long term basis. Whereas search is kind of in the moment. I'm looking for this thing. I find this thing and. So, but you know, in a perfect world, you're doing both and, and they're, mm -hmm. and they're working in conjunction with each other to build a fully diversified marketing strategy that allows you to kind of capture search visibility and, you know, building, you know, your social media presence over time. So they, they definitely, you know, we don't do that work. We have partnerships for that, but you know, anytime we get a client that, Hey, should I do this or that? I, I'm, I'm never anti another facet yeah. of marketing just because it's not our specialty at the end of the day we have to do what's best for our clients and make sure that we advise them appropriately yeah well that's great advice no. what about privacy um I, I know people are freaking out about apple mm -hmm. and the the you know tracking and all that um what conversations are you having with your clients or most of this? most of them are not we we've been very proactive about it so we've kind of gone to our clients and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what's happening, you know, really trying to educate them so they don't kind of get into a panic mode. My my whole philosophy on it has been I I'm I like it because the the it's 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 made it harder for the pretenders to compete, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the marketers that are just all about vanity metrics or they're just surface level marketers, they don't really have a lot of depth to what they do. You know, to be able to navigate this new climate. You know, you really have to have talented people that know what they're doing. Like, you know, I think, you know, this didn't really affect us too much. We just, you know, we had to take some steps to make sure that what we were doing aligned to the technology, you know, and basically the, the direction that we're going. So we have not seen a dramatic, I mean, look, there's been a little bit of a drop off, but not to the point where any of our clients are freaking out or that they're not getting decent results still. Again, if you have a great marketer or a great team that you're working with, they can navigate these things. And a good sign of that is when they when they're out in front of it. You know, they're not yeah. super reactive; like they're proactive and and uh, they're making sure that they stay ahead of these things to the extent that they can. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. And then with COVID, I read a statistic the other day that there were thirty percent more people online 
during mm -hmm. um, 2020 because oh, of the, yeah. because of the pandemic. So even more opportunities to get in front of your sure. your prospects and your perfect client, right? Yeah, we had a couple. Yeah. I mean, when COVID first hit, we we dropped off pretty significantly for a month or two. But then when people realized, wait a minute. Like yeah, people are, are online more. We have yeah, to probably exactly. really rethink this and then things picked back up. So then I think that that trend has, has continued. So what have I not asked you? I feel like we've talked about a lot, but what are some things that you really want to make sure that our listeners know about what's working now with social? You know, there's one thing that has stood out to me in terms of our business and what has made us, I think, pretty successful and it's going to sound corny but it, it could it's it's really true i mean and i've thought a lot about this it's and it's passion you know it, when mm -hmm. i always tell potential clients i said look at the end of the day if you're you know assessing a couple different agencies that you're going to work with assuming that they're all equally talented and many of them are there's really to me two things that are going to dictate the velocity of your success. The first is the size of your ad budget. I don't care what mm -hmm. anybody's like, that's just going to, how much you spend on that is going to really dictate how much, what the results are going to look like more than anything. Again, assuming that all of these agencies are equally talented. And the second thing is passion. Is the agency that you're like, do they have real passion behind what they really care about what you're doing? Right. Do they, do you just feel it? Do you see it? You know, if you're a business owner or leader, most of them are smart. They can pick, you can pick up on those things. You can tell if somebody's faking oh, sure. it or if they're really into what you're doing and they're, they really want to work with you. Like to me, that is what you look for, right? Yep. You know, obviously, you know, the agency has to be talented. They have to have experience. Like, again, all things being equal, look for passion. Look, mm -hmm. is this agency, you know, super passionate about what we're trying to do. And do they demonstrate that in the conversations and the pitches and all that? Do we feel that with them? And yeah. that has been the number one difference. And now I've had a lot, you know, we're at the point now where I have the luxury of saying no and being selective about who we work with. So when we're passionate about something, it's real. It's not fake. You know, we don't have to fake it anymore. You know, we yeah. were very authentic about the work that we really want. And, you know, if the client's a good fit and the numbers line up, you know, we're going to land that business nine times out of 10 because of that passion that we have. That's such a great takeaway. I uh, really get behind it because, you know, it's really hard to compete on mm -hmm. anything these days, price, sure. customer service, everyone's, you know, kind of starting at the same spot. But if you have the luxury of, or not just the luxury, but knowing who you really want to work with mm -hmm. and help, that will shine through. So. Yeah. No, Great absolutely. takeaway. That's been the the biggest barometer of our success, and it, it, you know what it really helps with it. If we're not passionate about it, it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't be going after this and you know spinning yeah. our wheels on this. So yeah, so yeah. Well, we'll look for your new book coming out. Um, but in the meantime, you have two really great tools to help our yeah. listeners. One is the social media scorecard. So get yep. graded on that. And you can um, get that scorecard by either emailing Jason directly at jason at socialistics.com or going to their website, socialistics.com. Mm -hmm. Or one thing that I'm going to go check out is your ad budget calculator that you yeah. have on your website. What is that all about? Yeah, no, I really love that. I had my um, paid director kind of piece this together and we made it happen. So on our website, we have a paid social media calculator. So basically you can enter your goals, whether they're sales or leads, 
whatever it is, you kind of enter this stuff in and then click a button and it spits out kind of a budget recommendation. It's not obviously 100% accurate, but at least gives you a sense of magnitude around this is what you can expect if you really want to achieve these sorts of things. It just kind of gives you a ballpark number and you can kind of play around with it and put different things in. So it's a real time thing. So, you know, we just, we're all about full transparency and giving people you know, the access to the information that they need to really have create realistic expectations. And then also, you know, just know what you're going into ahead of time. Yeah, that's a great tool. I'm going to go check it out at socialistics.com. And finally, I know this is corny, but I love this question. What would you tell your younger self (laughs) (laughs) about, you know, yeah, what would you tell your younger self? What's some advice? Yeah. Um, so many things. Bet on the Cubs in 2016, or no, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm a huge Cubs fan. Um, Get no, I would. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, I would tell my younger self to don't be afraid of doing your own thing. I think uh, mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me when I flipped that switch and things took off was that I realized what I was looking for all my life was right in front of me. That the stability Ooh. that I wanted in my life was right in front of me the whole time, which was doing my own thing, controlling your own fate and not letting the fear of the unknown crutch you, you know? And that's, that's Mm -hmm. always what happened with me. And I just, I had reached a point in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to do this. This is what I need to do. And the minute that that fear didn't exist, things just took off. So I think that, um, you know, fear Feel the fear a, and do yeah. it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's what I tell my younger self. Not whether I would have started any earlier, I don't know, but that's my biggest takeaway for sure. That's that's great advice, Jason. Drop the mic on that yeah, one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Really enjoyed having you. If you guys want to reach out to Jason again, it's socialistics.com. All right. Have a great weekend, Jason. Great. Thank you for having me. guys thanks so much for listening to the make your marketing podcast i really hope you enjoyed this episode please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com hey and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing this helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them and by the way you can also email me because i'd love to hear from you email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback questions a topic anything that you want to chat about thanks again for listening (laughs) 